mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is from Romans, the fifth chapter of our epistle lesson. Just as a result of one man's trespass, Adam, was a condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings all life for men. For just as through the disobedience of one man, Adam, many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of one man, Christ, many are made righteous. You know, dear friends of Christ, you kind of wonder, if is there one event that can change the course of the history of the world for all people? Can one thing change everything? And back in 1945, uh, our country sent uh, a bomber to Hiroshima, Japan. And the plane carried an atom bomb and dropped the bomb. The, the pilot flew over that city and, and, and dropped the bomb. Um, the uranium bomb exploded 1,500 feet over the city. And there was an immediate flash of a fireball. And 200,000 people died in that moment. 200,000 people in a moment. And in the aftermath, you saw the plume, that, that uh, ominous smoke plume that you've seen on TV that rolls over the city like a death pall. And ever since then, uh, that bomb changed the world. But I'm not talking this morning, I don't want to talk about the atom bomb. I want to talk about the atom bomb. A-D-A-M. The atom bomb that destroyed the world. You see, Adam did something that by his disobedience affected all people for all time on the face of this earth. He ate the fruit. He ate the forbidden fruit. He fell into temptation. He, he listened to the voice of Satan and brought curse into this world, a curse upon himself and a curse upon all of his descendants. And he ruined God's perfect creation, the, his perfect universe. Now, Moses records how this curse has engulfed our lives. If you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Cursed you shall be in the city, and cursed you shall be in the field, and cursed you shall be in your basket and your kneading bowl, and cursed shall be the fruit of your womb, and the fruit of your ground, and the increase of your herds. Cursed you shall be when you come in, and cursed you shall be when you go out. The curse of sin and death is your curse. And the curse of sin and death is my curse. And we've been hit by the atom bomb. And our text says, Sin came into the world through one man, Adam, and death came through sin. So death through Adam has now spread to all men. And then Paul says, All who rely on the works of the law, if you rely on keeping the Ten Commandments for your salvation, you're under a curse. All who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all the Ten Commandments, all the things that are written in the book of the law, and do them. 
So if you aren't keeping the Ten Commandments, you're cursed. And we're all commandment breakers. If you know anything about the commandments, <laughs> we can't keep them. Not one of them, and it's hopeless. It's a hopeless situation. We're all cursed by sin. We're all cursed by death and by pain and by suffering and by separation from God. And that's the bad news. Good news, there is a cure for the atom bomb. And that cure is Jesus Christ. Paul also wrote, Christ redeemed us, paid the price. He redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everybody who hangs on the tree. And so Jesus was hung on the tree, becomes a curse for us, and frees us from our curse. There is a cure for the atom bomb. There is hope for sinners. And so our theme for this morning, death through Adam, life through Christ. In the Old Testament, before the flood, people lived a long time. And the world was completely different. Uh, you know, the, there's a theory that there was a firmament cloud that caused uh, the ultraviolet rays to not hit the earth the way it was. And so people were able to live, you know, a thousand years. And Adam lived 930 years. Methuselah, the oldest man in the Bible in recorded history, lived 969 years. And, of course, maybe you've known somebody, somebody that lived to be old age. We all know somebody has made it to 100, right? And uh, there aren't many people who get to make it to 100. But in Genesis, no matter how old they got to live, whether a thousand years or a hundred years, Genesis recorded the genealogy of the people, and he died, and he died, and he died, and he died, and he died. Death came upon them. And so the question is, what are the chances that you're going to die? 50%? What 75%? 90%? What's the death rate in America? It's 100%, always 100%, isn't it? People may live a long time, but eventually they die, and the atom bomb is deadly. And that's the first thing you need to know, that because of Adam's sin, there's physical death, but there's also spiritual death, eternal death, unbelief. And the Bible says, the soul who sins will surely die. Paul gives more proof that we're all cursed by sin. And he writes, before the law was given, before the Ten Commandments were given to Moses, before the law was given, sin was in the world. But sin was not taken into account when there is no law. Nevertheless, even though people, the Ten Commandments weren't there and sin wasn't taken into account, death reigned. And so there's the proof that the curse was before even the giving of the law. People died before God gave the Ten Commandments because people before the Ten Commandments were still sinners too, disobedient to the ways of God, and their ignorance didn't free them from the curse. Adam's bomb destroyed them because they were disobedient sinners just like us. And their death provides forensic evidence that sin is passed down, passed down through Adam, and then Adam's sin is passed down through the generations, through your parents, to you. So that now you have this. 
And I want you to think about the movie stars and the entertainers of the world who, who flaunt their sinful lives in front of the world to see. And, and you know, the, the way they, they flaunt their sin in, in adultery and in uh, uh, drunkenness and pride in arrogance. Um, they ignore the Lord. They have no fear of the Lord whatsoever. Matter of fact, anything about Christ or the church angers them. However, they're not sinful because of the things they do. They are not sinful because of the things they do. They are sinful because of Adam's sin that they inherited from their parents. And it was passed down to their children. And there's no such thing as an innocent child. For all children are conceived in sin. As David said, I was brought forth in iniquity. I was born in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. You know, you don't have to go far to see the evidence of this curse of sin in, in the lives of the people around us. I just want you to consider a two-year-old, right? An innocent little two-year-old, the terrible twos. And a mom tells her ter terrible two-year-old, eat your carrots. And what's the independent, terrible two-year-old, this insolent child going to do? No. So the mom gets smart. And she puts the carrots in front of her child and says, no, I don't want you eating those carrots. And what does he do? He gobbles them up. Because at the age of two, we love to be disobedient. And, of course, that they inherited that sin from their parents. They inherited that sin from their mom and dad. And we all inherited it from Adam. And Paul writes, the result of the one was condemnation for all men. And he also writes, through the disobedience of the one Adam, many were made sinners. And the word many means everybody. I once had a guy go through my adult instruction class. We went through the Ten Commandments. And he honestly said, I've never sinned in my life. Now, there are people who believe that. There are people who believe that they're holy. There are people who believe that in the, in the scheme of things, they've never done anything wrong. That there's no curse in them. And they don't believe what God says about us. And that's their right. But they will one day die. And they will one day have to face the curse. And then face eternal death. And how are they going to conquer that curse? That's why Jesus brings us to the season of Lent. That's why we make the journey in this season with Jesus to the cross, because the cross, at the cross He did an amazing thing. Now in our Gospel lesson, we see Jesus preparing for the cross by entering into the wilderness. And He goes into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Just as Adam was tempted by the devil. Adam failed. Jesus entered into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Would our Savior fail? And no, He didn't. He entered into that wilderness to be tempted to save us. To be the new Adam. The deliverer. And remember what Paul wrote. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. 
He didn't deserve to be cursed. He was perfect. He was sinless. He kept the Ten Commandments. He kept all the rules of God. Sinless. He was nailed to a tree. Sinless, He died. And sinless, He bore our sins. And the Bible says in Hebrews that Jesus was tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without sin. But there's a similarity between Adam and Jesus. Adam's one act of disobedience brought sin and unrighteousness and the curse upon everyone. Jesus' one act of obedience brings life and forgiveness and salvation through one man. Jesus is the anti-Adam bomb. And of course, our text says that this sacrificial, this sacrificial act on Jesus on the cross is a gift. Now, you don't do anything with gifts. Gifts are free. They're given to you. And this is a free gift. Do you want to be set free from the curse? Do you want to live forever? Do you want to be set free from sin and death? Sin's forgiven? Then you have to understand what Paul is saying. The gift is not like the trespass. For many died by the trespass of the one man, Adam. How much more then did God's grace, that undeserved love that God gives us through Jesus Christ, and the gift come by the grace of that one man, Jesus, overflow to many. Jesus is the cure that overflows to you. And Jesus is the solution for this problem of the atom bomb in you and in me. And just before Jesus died, He said, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, I'm the only solution. If you believe in Me, you'll have eternal life. Now, let me try to explain all this better. Um, how all this is done. What Jesus has done. The, we've got the deadly coronavirus out there. And people are panicking. Um, I was talking to my brother-in-law. He's got lung issues. My sister... You know, her, she, her uh, immune system's compromised. If that deadly coronavirus comes into America, people like that, you know, I mean, they're going to die. And it's rapidly spreading. Experts now believe that it's going to become a worldwide epidemic. The deadly coronavirus can be anywhere. It can be in the air you breathe. It can be on the doorknob you touch. It can be in the... Uh, on the hand that prepares your food. And how do you remove the deadly coronavirus from the planet? You don't. It's impossible. People are going to die. However, as much attention as the media gives the deadly coronavirus, nobody's giving much attention, no one's talking about the much more deadly virus of sin, the atom bomb, the eternal suffering and death that comes to everyone who refuses to believe in Jesus Christ for salvation. However, unlike the, the deadly coronavirus, there's a cure for the atom bomb. Now, if there were a cure for the deadly coronavirus, people would flock to it. They'd flock to it. They'd be so excited. We found a cure. Why aren't people flocking to the cure for eternal death? 
is because they don't think that they have the curse. And they don't think that Jesus is a cure. And they don't believe the, the falling into sin of Adam in, in Genesis. And they don't believe that Jesus is the new Adam who saves the world. And they overlook all that. But during Lent, we, we get to the part where Jesus is a cure. He goes to the cross. And what happened at the cross is amazing. He took upon Himself the sin of the world. Not one sin was overlooked. He died for every sin. It's a gift. The Bible says it overflows to many. A free gift. Romans 5.20, Paul says, where sin, increased, where sin increased, grace increased all the more. And unfortunately, people don't think they need the gift. People don't want the gift. So they ignore the gift. Ignoring a gift. Can't imagine a child on Christmas ignoring a gift. They enter into that tree and it's got gifts everywhere. And they go turn on the TV. And the parents say, what about the gift? If somebody offers you a million dollars, you don't ignore the gift. Somebody offers you freedom from the curse, a solution, a cure. You don't ignore the gift. The evidence is there that, you're, that death comes through Adam. But the evidence is also there that life comes through Jesus Christ because He suffered and died and rose again. And the Bible says because of that, you're justified, you're declared innocent. It's a courtroom act. He slams down the gavel and He says, you're pure, you're perfect, you're made holy by the blood of Jesus, declared free from the curse, set free. Justified. And through one man's righteousness as children of God, we're made righteous so that we can stand before God, not based on a righteousness of my own, not based on how I keep the Ten Commandments or how I haven't kept the Ten Commandments or if I've even kept the Ten Commandments. I stand in the presence of God based on what Christ has done for me. The power of God dying on the cross, the power of God, the new Adam hanging on the cross who overcame the temptation of the devil and then gave his life for me. And we stand before God dressed in Christ's righteousness. Dressed in His holiness. And we stand before the Lord in the gift. In the free gift given. Through Adam, one man's act of disobedience, many became sinners and cursed. And through Jesus, one man's act of obedience, you are declared righteous in the gift. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.